RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the University of Science and Technology has asked students and staff to get COVID-19 jabs so it can resume normal teaching after the summer break. The European Parliament halts ratification of a new investment deal with China until Beijing lifts sanctions on EU politicians and the skies over Israel and Gaza fall silent as a ceasefire comes into effect. The University of Science and Technology has asked students and staff to get COVID-19 jabs before the fall semester so it can resume normal teaching after the summer holidays. This comes after Cathay Pacific and other companies stepped up pressure or incentives to get their staff vaccinated. Vicky Wong reports. HKUST President Shu Wei and his management team sent a letter to students and faculty members urging them to get their COVID shots. It said those who can't because of health issues need to submit negative test results to the school regularly. But the university stopped short of saying those who do not comply with the request will be barred from campus. Last night, Cafe Pacific issued an internal memo to staff warning them that it may soon become a prerequisite for flight crew to be vaccinated against COVID-19. The airline said it won't be long before it will be difficult to sustainably roster unvaccinated crew. It said around 80% of its pilots have already received the vaccine, but less than half of its cabin crew have done so. CAFE did not say when the requirement will become effective, but said it may be rapidly approaching this decision point. Some other leading companies are reported to be offering their employees incentives to get inoculated. An expert advising the government on vaccines says if it decides to allow children to get COVID-19 jabs, it should also consider letting schools resume full-day in-person classes. Lao Yu Lung, who's also the chair professor of paediatrics at HKU, said schools could also consider exempting inoculated kids from wearing masks if the vaccination rate is as high as 70 to 80 percent. His remarks come as the government says it will consider providing jabs for under 16s if it's proven to be scientifically safe to do so. It said it was seeking information on this from the manufacturer of one of the two jabs available in the territory, Biontech. Aspiring homeowners have lined up at the Housing Authority headquarters in Lok Fu to collect application forms for a new batch of flats to be sold under the Green Form Subsidised Home Ownership Scheme. Around 2,100 flats in the newly built Kai Chun Court in Diamond Hill will be put up for sale for between $1.18 and $3.85 million, or 50% of the market price. The government will also sell 525 flats in blocks in Chai Wan and Ching Yi and around 800 flats in old public housing estates. Applications will open on the 28th of this month and run to June the 10th. A man surnamed Lee, who lives with his family in a public housing estate in Sha Tin, said he would like to buy a bigger flat in Kai Chun Court, saying there's good transport and the price of the flats is attractive. A 50% discount is so cheap. The most expensive flat is only $3.85 million. I think that's very attractive and the estate has a lot of potential. The government has not ruled out extending benefits in its public transport subsidy scheme, though it's stressed it must use public money carefully. Commuters can now get as much as $500 a month for everyone spending more than $200 on transport. But these measures are set to expire at the end of the year. The Transport Bureau told lawmakers it will consider the long-term arrangements for this scheme in the months ahead, knowing it's popular with the public and the council. Since the subsidies were introduced two years ago, $5 billion have been spent on the scheme. On average, there were more than 2 million beneficiaries every month. 
Canada's Immigration Ministry says its new immigration pathway for Hong Kong residents has received nearly 6,000 applications since it was launched three months ago. The Canadian government eased visa rules in response to the national security law to make it easier for Hong Kong people to live and work in Canada. Under the new rules, any Hong Kong resident who's graduated from a Canadian university in the past five years can apply to work for up to three years. Those with equivalent foreign credentials are also eligible. The European Parliament has halted ratification of a new investment pact with China until Beijing lists sanctions on EU politicians. Sean Kennedy has more on the deterioration of relations between the two sides. The resolution to freeze ratification of the EU-China Comprehensive Agreement on Investment passed with 599 votes in favour, 30 votes against and 58 abstentions. The agreement was only finalised last December after seven years of talks. It aimed to put EU companies on a level playing field on the mainland and would have cemented China's status as a trusted trading partner. But Brussels was angered after Beijing imposed sanctions in March on 10 EU politicians as well as think tanks and diplomatic bodies in retaliation for Western sanctions on Chinese officials accused of human rights abuses against Muslims in Xinjiang. China targeted five members of the EU Assembly and its Human Rights Subcommittee for countermeasures. EU lawmakers say Europe's sanctions against China are aimed at tackling abuses of human rights upheld in UN treaties. But Beijing's sanctions are not based on international law. After 11 consecutive nights of bombardment, the skies over Israel and Gaza have fallen silent following the implementation of the ceasefire agreed yesterday. Egypt, which brokered the deal, is sending security delegations to Israel and Gaza to monitor the truce. Israel says its offensive has significantly degraded the capabilities of the militant groups Hamas and Islamic Jihad. Hamas has called the ceasefire a victory and has promised to reconstruct thousands of homes destroyed by Israeli airstrikes. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. If the ceasefire holds, all sides involved will begin to take stock of whether this latest chapter of the conflict between Israel and Hamas has caused any genuine shift in how things were just 11 days ago. The Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said that his country's aim was to degrade the military capabilities of Hamas and other Palestinian militants, and that has been achieved, if once again at great human cost. But Israelis will be asking if all the bombardments on Gaza will in reality prevent another deadly showdown with Hamas, which will greet its survival as a victory. What Palestinians and their supporters far beyond Gaza will be hoping is that their cause has been restored to the world's attention. President Biden has welcomed the ceasefire, which he said presented an opportunity for progress in the Middle East. The United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres also welcomed the ceasefire and reaffirmed the UN's belief in a two-state solution. Gaza is an integral part of the future Palestinian state and no effort should be spared to bring about real national reconciliation that ends the division. I underscore the United Nations' deep commitment to working with Israelis and Palestinians and with our international and regional partners, including through the Middle East Quartet, to return to the path of meaningful negotiations to end the occupation and allow for the realization of a two-state solution. The eight countries of the Arctic Council have heard that the region is warming three times faster than the rest of the world. New data released to coincide with a meeting in Iceland warns of an increasing risk that summer ice cover will completely disappear. The US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, said members were committed to peaceful cooperation on climate issues. The Arctic as a region for strategic competition has seized the world's attention. 
But the Arctic is more than a strategically or economically significant region. It's home to our people. It's hallmark has been and must remain peaceful cooperation. It's our responsibility to protect that peaceful cooperation and to build on it as neighbors uh, and as partners. New research has found that patients who are critically ill with COVID-19 in Africa are more likely to die than in any other region in the world. The study, published by The Lancet, blames a shortage of specialised staff and crucial equipment in hospitals. The BBC's Rhoda Odiambo reports. Four out of ten severely ill patients admitted to a hospital in Africa die. That rate could be even higher in lower-level hospitals that don't have critical care units, according to the report's authors. More than 3,000 adults from 10 African countries took part in the study published by The Lancet. It found that between May and December last year, Half of the participants died without being given oxygen and another 10% did not receive kidney treatment. A Mexican judge has ordered the detention of a suspected serial killer after a woman's body and other remains were found at his home. Prosecutors said the man was arrested on suspicion of murder and that human remains were discovered in several places in the house near Mexico City. This report from the BBC's Candice Piet. Officials said they'd found skeletal remains buried in several rooms in the house. They also found identity cards and clothing, along with notebooks containing various names. Prosecutors said they thought the 72-year-old suspect, known as Andres N., was a serial killer. Mexico has one of the highest rates of femicide in the Americas. It's estimated 10 women are killed each day. Widespread indifference from police and impunity are among the drivers behind the high numbers. To business news, the US Federal Reserve has warned of the risks to financial stability posed by cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and indicated that greater regulation may be needed. Jay Powell said he wanted to ensure a safe payment system that benefited Americans and was consequently considering establishing a central bank digital currency. Technological advances also offer new possibilities to central banks including the Fed. In particular, technology now enables the development and issuance of central bank digital currencies, or CBDCs. While various structures and technologies might be used, a CBDC could be designed for use by the general public. Locally, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,401. That's 51 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $86 billion. To currencies, a short while ago, the US dollar was trading at 108.85 yen. The euro was standing at 1 US dollar and 22 cents. And the pound was worth exactly 11 Hong Kong dollars. To sports, and we start with golf and the second men's major of the season. Canada's Corey Connors has a two-shot lead going to round two of the PGA Championship at Kiowa Island in South Carolina. Connors opened with a five under par 67. Six players are tied on three under par, amongst them the four-time major winner Brooks Kepka. It's a major. I'm, I'm going to show up. I'm, I'm ready to play. been itching to do this since Augusta. I mean, I feel so much better now. Um, I don't need to be 100% to be able to play good. In the NBA, Bradley Beal scored 25 points as the Washington Wizards steamrolled the visiting Indiana Pacers 142-115 to in the final Eastern Conference playing contest to reach the playoffs. 
where they will face the top-seeded Philadelphia 76ers. Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors will take a second shot at making the playoffs when they face the Memphis Grizzlies tonight in a one-game showdown. At stake is a first-round meeting against the top-seeded Utah Jazz. The Warriors surrendered their playoff ticket to the Lakers on Wednesday after LeBron James hit a last-minute long three to win the play-in for L.A. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovic says it's unfortunate that teams in the top eight could miss the playoffs due to the new format. I was not a fan of this uh, new playoff format, this play-in format that the NBA tried to conjure up to gather more, generate more fan interest. I think it rewards rewards mediocrity. Uh, essentially, it, it, it underscores and it doesn't put enough emphasis on achievement during the regular season. So it would be a shame if that was the case. But when you look in the Eastern Conference, I think uh, three of the four teams that qualified for the play-in all had losing records. This cannot be good for the NBA, and I hope this is the last year that we see that play in. On the ice, the Montreal Canadiens have beaten the Toronto Maple Leafs 2-1 in Game 1 of their best-of-seven first-round series. In the East Division, the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the New York Islanders 5-4 in Game 3 to take a 2-1 lead in their first-round playoff series. In the Battle of Florida, the Panthers beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 6-5 in overtime. The Panthers are now 2-1 down in the series after dropping the first two games against the reigning Stanley Cup champions. In football, Manchester City's Portuguese defender Ruben Diaz has been voted the English Football Writers Association Player of the Year for 2021. Diaz joined City last year and has enjoyed a sparkling debut campaign at the club, winning the English Premier League, the League Cup and helping them reach the Champions League final. I'm very, very happy. Uh, obviously, I could not have done it without the success of the team, without everyone being, without everyone in the team uh, being able to to deserve this award. Only, only by that, uh, me as a defender uh, was I, I was able to 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 be here to receive this this prize. Harry Kane has given a big indication that he's ready to leave Tottenham, saying he will control his own future. More from the BBC's Paul Serras. Tottenham striker Harry Kane says he doesn't want to end his career with any regrets as speculation over his future continues. Kane is midway through a six-year deal with the club but is yet to lift a trophy with Spurs. It's been reported the England captain has a gentleman's agreement with chairman Daniel Levy to leave Tottenham this summer and has formally asked to go. Kane's been speaking with Gary Neville on the former Manchester United Defenders YouTube show and told him, I don't want to have come to the end of my career and have any regrets. I want to be the best that I can be. I've said before, I'd never say that I'd stay at Spurs for the rest of my career and I'd never say that I would leave Spurs. And when the news, the top stories once again. The University of Science and Technology has asked students and staff to get COVID-19 jabs before the fall semester so it can resume normal teaching after the summer holidays. The European Parliament halts ratification of a new investment deal with China until Beijing lifts sanctions on EU politicians. And the skies over Israel and Gaza fall silent as a ceasefire comes into effect. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Friday the 21st of May is today's date. 